Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to the Urban Wire. Brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we share the light on issues in the urban Just go to blogtalkradio.com slash UCOFW. 
Um, there's a, a chat room on there. We also are on Facebook, too. We have a group page, so look us up under the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers and just add us so you can keep up with, you know, updates and things of that nature. So we're going to go to our Mega Mix, and we should be back around 11 o'clock. Before we go to our Mega Mix, we do have a caller, and we're gonna, we just want to thank them for calling in real quick and see if they can hang with us for a little bit and see if they have anything to offer. Uh, uh, let's go to the line. Uh, caller 317-488, um, do you have a comment, or are you just listening at this point? Just listening, caller? Okay, I guess they're just listening. Well, um, like I said, guys, we will um, be back around 11 o'clock with our discussion. We're going to go to our mix right now. So um, if you want to call or just listen in, feel free to do that at area code 646-915-8200 or just listen to us live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash UCOFW. We're going to start this mega mix off with um, – some VIC, and then we're going to jump into some Rihanna. Thank you. 
head, go ahead, Babylon. We can cradle the bed, I'm straight racking it. The girls say, man, like this, double racket shit. Yeah, I'm so expensive, but I can't help it. My flow ridiculous. Boys got a gift like it gotta be Christmas. Swag go miss like it gotta be gifted. The girls roll cameras and they won't fix it. And they gon' frame us to see that. Let a little bit while I'm saying my scriptures. Cause I see you holy like you pray in the temple. One beat, I move with the letter of a pencil. And my won't miss you. Good night, kiss you. Take a damn back, cause you got pistols. And now I'm saying, Donnie Picker up these issues. Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, I 
I just don't I don't accept uh, his apologies as sincere. What do you think? Yes, not and I kind of felt like that as well, because we're going to get to that story later on in the evening because I have some clips that I'm going to play on the show later on. But to me, like like you mentioned, it, and, and we see this pattern so many times, like when people um, get, I guess I guess they get on air or they get on these um, radio or TV programs and they make these comments, and, and then it's only when they have to suffer the consequences from, like so many times, like we've seen, countless examples of this where sponsors start to pull out and, you know, they start to lose support. That's only when, that's when they want to make an apology. And we know how Russ Limbaugh is. Like, he is one of those people that's stubborn, and when he makes a statement, he stands by. Like, you, you rarely hear him, you know, make an apology about anything. So, to me, you know, with 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 that being said, I, I really think, like you said, you know, like they always say, you know, money talks and you know the rest of the saying. But you know, when when you're dealing with sponsors and you're dealing with money and things of that nature, sometimes you have to uh, do what they call damage control. You have to say sometimes you have to retract what you say in order to cut back on the damage that you made. And to me, I really feel that. Uh, this is that's the only reason that he's apologizing. I mean, you can't tell right. me that you made that slip of the that's not a slip of the tongue. Like you made that intentional statement. And we're gonna get to that um a little later about that because I'm gonna read the um actual uh apology or whatever you want if you want to consider that on air. But I really think that um people really need to look past that because that's very superficial and shallow. And who who's to say if he even wrote that apology himself. You know what I'm saying? Who who knows? Right. So. Yeah, it could have been written by uh his uh his um damage control team. Mm-hmm. His agent or whatever, you know. You know right. Maybe he, he just doesn't um stand behind behind it. He's just saying it, you know, it's just it's it's just so superficial. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I just cannot buy it. And, 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 and uh, Sandra Fluke, she said the same thing. She said, you know, uh, uh, you know, Rush, you you apologize, but uh, don't buy it. Right. And usually the public, you know, and and it just and it just another thing that bothers me, like they don't want to give the public more credit than what's due. Like, I mean, people aren't aren't dumb. Like, you know, people can look can see past that. Like, they can see past, you know, and they can, they can see that that was very superficial and very uh, hollow on his end. And, you know, and, and the public knows when you're sincere and when you're not. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't take a rocket science, scientist to realize that. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, there's, we there's little, kind of, he's kind of like an elitist. Mm-hmm. Um. It's almost like a, an elitist uh, point of view. I, I said something, or I'm sorry, I I apologize, blah blah blah, and um, it's uh, there. There's this article I'm reading here where Bill Maher is saying that uh, liberals need to uh, get beyond it, but do we need to get beyond that? I mean, come on, I mean, we're having this this whole 
conversation about uh, um, companies, insurance companies and whatnot, uh, providing mm -hmm. contraception, whether they uh, philosophically agree with it or not, you know. Um, uh, so, I mean, I don't know, what, what do you think? Well, I think as far as the contraceptive, like the, the issue dealing with contraceptives, I think it's in the best interest interest that we do offer that to um, the people. Because I, I mean, to to women, because like 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 the whole argument being centered on too as well. It's just not to pre prevent pregnancy because contraceptives or like birth control and thing, things of that nature um, are used for other medical. Um, um, issues as well, so we have yeah, to kind exactly. of look past that that superficial. Uh, we have to look past that superficial uh, argument and look deeper into the you know the the situation and realize that you know these these are things that are used for other things. And, and even if they if people are using that just for uh, means of birth control, I mean, wouldn't you rather them use that? As a preventative measure, instead of like these, when people bringing forth children that they really don't want, you see what right. I'm saying? It, so it, it's not an issue about uh, people being promiscuous. Mm -hmm. um, we have people, you know, young couples that uh, um, married or not married, but uh, they are in a committed relationship, but because of uh, the economic situation. Um, they just cannot afford uh, to have children. You know, it's just not economically uh, feasible. Right. Uh, so contraception is uh, a good, you know, solution so that these people, these couples that are, you know, in committed relationships can, you know, express their love for each other uh, without having to uh, worry about, at least at this moment, you know, uh, financial burden which children could bring to them, mm -hmm. and uh, this this whole thing that uh, Rush Limbaugh and uh, a number of the other uh, candidates are bringing up about uh, uh, with this issue is it's I don't know it's just uh, Right. It doesn't work. You know. Right. What they are talking about, it just doesn't work in the real world. You know, if let's say you or I want to um uh, have a committed relationship with a woman and um we are in love, we get married, but uh we just cannot afford because, you know, we're working at Walmart or or some other job that uh, is paying minimum wage, we we cannot afford a, ch a child. So right. we have to have right. options until at that point when we can afford to raise a child. All right. Well, Kane, um, we I want to see if you can hang with us for a little while because we want to get back on this topic. Right now we have, I believe this is DeAndra online, and she's going to come with us. Or come to us with the entertainment beating. We're going to catch up with her because we know there's been some stuff going on with us. So can you hang with us for a little while? Certainly. Let me uh, okay. 
just put you on hold. I'll be right back in a little bit. Okay, that's fine. All right, Miss DeAndre, what's going on, girl? What is going on, honey? You know, it's been a month. It's been a month since we've been on, and it's just been some stuff going on, girl. What's, just tell us what's been going on in your life, and we're going to jump into what's going on in the entertainment. And plus, you know, we just, me and you, I know we were just discussing about American Idol and stuff like that. I definitely want to jump on that. Mm-hmm. So, girl, what's been going on with you? Just, you know, just let the public know what's been going on and how things been going for you and, you know, what's been going on in your life. You know, this year it's been a little shaky. You know, I've been having to deal with a lot of, you know, problems. But you know what? It's, you know, you can't let other people bring you down. You have to keep moving. You know, right. you can't let other right. neg- others' negativity get to you. You have to stay positive right. no matter what, or you will lose yourself in with the BS that they have going on, something. And you know, and I've and I'm with you on that because I'm, you know, I, I think that I'm going through um, a situation now, and you know, it's kind of hard when you're dealing with people that that you that you see potential in them, mm-hmm. and and you care about them, but you have to you have to kind of step back because if they don't want to do, if they don't want more from themselves, you have to kind of let that go sometimes. And not even let it go. You just have to step back because you don't want mm-hmm. to get sucked into that negativity, and you don't want to see yourself being drugged down as well. Especially when you know you have things that you need to do and priorities that you need to focus on. It's just one of those things to where we just have to um, step back sometimes, and we have to leave certain people alone. Especially if, exactly. if you see that that the situation is not changing. And, mm-hmm. and they claim that the situation is going to change and they're, you know, doing this, that, and the other, and, and there's no change. Sometimes we have to learn how to let situations and certain people go. So exactly. That's, Including that's family members. You know, right. Family members, friends, I mean, um, significant others. I mean, it, it's just we have to learn how to practice that because you have to look out for yourself and you have to make sure that uh, you're doing what you can do to better yourself, and you can't let, or I mean, I guess you could say, allow other people to bring you down to a certain, to a negative point. So it's just, just something that you know, things that I've been dealing with. Um, I just, you know, it's kind of sad because you see the the positive. Um, well, not the positive. I guess you you, you see the uh, potential that that individual has, and, mm-hmm. and, they, and they just don't want more for themselves. You know. So I don't know, you know, and I I just think, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with respect. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to respect yourself, and if if they're not able to to give you that respect, sometimes you have to move on. Exactly. Yeah. I don't get the whole respecting with people either. Because, I mean, y'all understand you have to respect somebody, but you have to give respect in order to receive it. So I just want everybody to know that. Right. <laughs> so don't just right. be thinking you you all, you all respect. No, you don't. You have to give right. it in order to receive it. So. Right. And my, and my thing is, it's like we live in a society. People just think they can just say anything to people and just do anything to people, just particularly just say just any disrespectful thing and think there's no consequences behind that. Or and, it's, and it's a, mm-hmm. uh-huh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You part. Or they don't think it's gonna be a reaction. Right. 
But I understand, like, if if you're going to do something, don't you think somebody's going to react to it? Exactly. And, and, and today, we living in times like you just can't just say anything to people and just do anything and think that's not going to be, resp- you know, a reaction. Because there are people getting killed for little or nothing these days. Exactly. And for you to just think that you can just come to people any kind of way, you can't come to them civilly or come to them like a man or a woman, you know what I'm saying, and, and just be civil about it. Like, you, you can't expect that things aren't going to turn out a ne- in a negative way. I just I just don't understand why people have exactly. that mind. And to me, especially with the whole ghetto thing, I mean, you don't always have to be ghetto. You do exactly. not always have to be ghetto. And it doesn't take anything to apologize to someone if you if you said something that you didn't mean or if you disrespected them. I mean, come on now, be a man or a woman enough to come back and apologize for what you have said. I mean, the person mm-hmm. either take it or leave it. But at least you know you did your part and you apologize for it. You know, right. and I don't understand people that are thinking they don't they shouldn't have to apologize to you for disrespecting you or treating you a certain way. Like, why do you why how do you feel that I don't need that apology? Even if I don't yeah. accept it, you still gave it. Right. And, and to me, that's the least that you can that you owe that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and getting back to like you said, the whole ghetto mindset, like. You know, we kind of, we, I don't even say we as a people, I just think people in general just need to get past that stuff and thinking that that's just the way that you have to interact with people in general. That whole, you know, and it's not, I wouldn't even call it a ghetto mindset because that mindset can go clear across the board. You know, but I'm just saying, like, I just wish people would deal or handle situations more classy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and be more considerate. You know, stop. and that's another thing. I'm so sick of people that just feel that they can just manipulate and use people, and they think that, that you're not supposed to react to that, or you, you're supposed to stand by and just accept that. Right. So. It's, it's just crazy. When mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just so sick of us. You know what I mean by us, the brown people, the dark people. <laughs> I'm so sick of us, you know, every time I go out, I always see in one of us, we always have to be the center of attention. Mm, mm, mm. I don't need you to act your color. I know exactly what color you is. I don't need for you to act a fool. You know, you're okay. in public. You know, you have to set examples for yourself. You know, ain't nobody going to deal with you if you walking around everywhere like you got a chip on your shoulder, like you have an attitude for what? Don't nobody want no ghetto hot mess walking around them. I'm not saying ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with being ghetto, but it's a time, it's a place and a time for all that. Exactly. And when you out in public, shopping in the mall, whatever, wherever you at, you don't need to be acting freaking like you ain't got no class or no sense or like you ain't got no home training. Exactly, acting like a bunch of. Oh Lord, I'm not gonna go here right now. <laughs> I mean, but just acting like a bunch of animals at the zoo. I, I, I right. Because I, 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 I,
You know what I mean? Like, you can't just walk around just feeling like you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, you're grown, yeah. Yes, indeed, you are, but there's children around here, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's one thing that pisses me off. You know, you feel like you don't have to respect somebody. The kids do not need to hear what adults do, and they don't damn sure don't need to see it. Right, right. And then you wonder why your kids walking around here, they can't even, you know what I'm saying, and this is what kills me. Your kids can't even go to school and learn their ABCs and one, two, threes, and they can't even put a sentence together. But they can tell you what 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 Mama was doing, what Poopy was doing. They they can tell you how to roll a blunt. They can tell you how. They, I mean, they can tell you everything that's going on in the hood, but they can't tell you what's going on in local government. Exactly. Good thing you hit on that because you know where I live is I have situations just like that. You know, and I shouldn't put anybody on blast. This is the stuff that I'll be talking about that really pisses me off and get on my nerves. You know, like on the radio, they was talking about how it's a lot of lazy Americans. And, for example, it is. So here it is. Okay. I have this, you know, my sister, you know, I shouldn't be talking about it, but it's this girl, you know, she cool with my sister, whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. She lives with her mother. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Her mother is 60 years old, okay? She's 34. She has three kids. No job, Mm -hmm. no nothing. But her 9 to 5 is smoking weed every day with her Mm 14-year-old. That's in and out of school or in and out of juvenile. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's just some popular thing to do. You know, I never know. Now, was this the 14-year-old you said that was running around, y'all running around the neighborhood talking about how she can take your man? And that she, well, that's, she, just, that's just one of them, but the thing oh, is, okay. this is what kills me with the parents is, where the hell do you think you can, it's, you, it's cool to be your kid's friend? Like, we sit around here, we condoning in this, we, we smoking blunts with our 14-year-olds, but that is not cute. It's not acceptable. That is not but, cute, like... You know, your child know more about rolling the blunt than she know anything about school because clearly she can't even stay in school. She's in and out of school or she's in ju- uh, in juvenile or she didn't got suspended or kicked out of the school because she didn't set the trash can on fire. See. So see, maybe let's get it together. And see, to me, I have a problem with that because to me, like, how can you – because I'm going to be like this. Like, when I get older, how are you going to tell me to do – I mean, how you want to set an example for me and tell me anything when you are doing everything? You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all smoking out together. You're going out together. Y'all chasing probably some of the same men. I mean, how can you tell me anything and you doing the same thing? Like you, exactly. You're not you setting any type of example. You can't be mad at her. You're the mother, and if she comes home one day and she's pregnant, what can you be mad for? You ain't teaching her how to be no woman, and you ain't setting no examples. Exactly. And clearly you ain't set no ground rules either because the girlfriends are all over you. And it's like y'all almost like girlfriends, like y'all best friends. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, who's the mother and who's the child? <laughs> you can tell this is like, this pisses me off because I'm even losing my voice when I talk about this because I'm just so sick of tired of seeing, Lord, forgive me, I want to say it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just so sick of tired of seeing, Black, a whole lot of black women. I don't say every black woman, but a whole lot of black women that does these things and thinking it's cute. It's not. Right. 
But you know what? That's what we well, we know how we do it on the show. We just keep it real. And, and, and you know, like I said, I'm you know, and I'm and I'm that type of person. People tell me you always want to point one side out, not the other. I said, no, on this show, we are gonna call it like we like we see it. You know, I'm not gonna get on other people or other groups of people and not get on my own. You see what I'm saying? I feel like, like we're not gonna talk about everybody too, else. But I- I feel like us as in, us as in black people, you know, like we we have a struggle as it is already, and we go through a lot as it is already. And for us to just be like this, are you kidding me? Like we just, and then we always want to complain about what ain't going right for us. Right. What do you mean it ain't going right because you don't want it? And this and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Let's gonna get into a topic that we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. Like, okay, my thing is, okay, they had this thing last night in Indianapolis called Indy Can, and I guess you had all the different churches and denominations and different, you know, uh, people from local government and things of that nature that they all convened over at Light of the World Christian Church on the northwest side of Indianapolis last night. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, it's like everybody's complaining about the situation dealing with jobs and this, that, and the other. But my thing is, it starts at the poll. Now, you guys are complaining about the current mayor that we have, you know, and you 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 know, and you're all upset about everything going on. But you knew what you were dealing with after the first four years, but yet you didn't want to get up and vote and mm-hmm. get this guy out of office. And this is what I'm saying: we have to take personal accountability. Sure enough, that he should have been there as a mayor last night. Well, he was there, but he didn't. He didn't want to have anything to do with the conversation, but to me, you knew what you needed to do, which that meant go out to the polls and vote or be active or something, you know? I totally and, understand and just, what you mean. Mm-hmm. Because you know, because I thought about this, this situation today, and I was like, well, we wouldn't even have to have these types of, uh, rallies or these meetings, if we would be more active as a community, like you know, and it, and that to me that bothers me, and that's like I said, we have to take personal accountability of what we're doing. Because I put a Facebook post up about that last night, and a gentleman by the name of Mark Holden, which he he's um, really working, and I got to commend him because he's going to be coming on one of our future shows and going to be working with us. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of which, I just want to give a shout out again to Kane. He 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 spoke earlier. He's going to be working with us as well um, with UCOFW. I want to give him a shout out too because he's he's really he really believes in the cause and stuff like that. So we want to give him mm-hmm. a shout out. But as far as this guy named Mark Holton is concerned, he made a good point. Like you know, um, let me see if I can find his quote because he was talking about you know how can we sit up here and complain like if you know, we have to take personal responsibility of why we're in the situation that we're in now. And, and you know, that's um, better said than done. <laughs> okay, here's his comment. We have no one to blame but ourselves for not getting this idiot out of office. Him and his puppet master, Odin Williams, if we would have listened to the debates, we would have known that he is an idiot. So I guess, like, you know, we have to kind of take responsibility of why we're in the situations that we're in today. You see but what I'm you, saying? But don't you just love 
don't you just love the people that's always complaining, but don't be the people that show up to the podiums? Like, really? Like, right. why do you complain about your president or your mayor when you don't even show up? To even vote for neither one of these people, but you complaining how shit ain't going right for you. Well, I wonder why. And do you wonder why your business is about to get cut off? And that's another uh, thing. It's it's so many lazy Americans. It is ridiculous. Like people thinking things should be given to them, and they shouldn't have to work for it. Mm-hmm. Like shit should not just come to you, and you shouldn't have to go out and get it. There's a lot of people out here that work hard for what they have. And I know me, I speak for me, I'd be damned if I'm going to sit back and see somebody that ain't getting out there and they thinking they can sit up at home and just collect food stamps and live off the government and ain't got to do nothing, and they willing and able just like me. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, but that's the society that we live in. We make it easy for people like that, like, but the people who put money into the system, they can't get anything. Right, and, and they need they need to start making it hard because I'm so sick of these people walking around here smoking these damn drugs and all that and living off the system. Like, really? Like, you sitting up here and here, you, you living off the system and you smoking drugs. Mm-hmm. And this is more like a <laughs> take it back to the black women. I'm sorry. Not all, but some. O and G. The ones at home with with all these kids and only think about themselves and you know forget about the kids. I'll feed them hot dogs and I eat steak. <laughs> what? Hold up! And then got a man living up in the house. He's sitting up here, you know, eating your food up. He's sitting up here messing up your. I don't even know. It's just crazy. And matter of fact, you ain't even his only girlfriend. You just one of the ones he can come over when he needs to. You would the Monday hoe. That's what you are. <laughs> you you Monday. You know, because he got a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, in other words, what you're saying is a lot of these women, they walk around, they they happy being a jump off. They 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 they're content with being. A second right hoe. Is that what you're saying? Batter women. That's exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. Like the saying goes, if you don't see any better, then what you gonna do? You ain't gonna see no better. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So I you just... stay stuck right there. You gonna be right there. You ain't gonna never move forward in life. If that's the only thing you see is this thing that you thinking that he can do something for you when he can't. And another thing that pisses me off, too, because, <laughs> you know, I can go on and on. Another thing that pisses me off, too. Another thing that pisses me off, too, is where do we get off? I know, I don't, you know, I don't mind your ride or die, if that's what y'all want to call yourself, ride or die or whatever. I'm sorry, just not me. I ain't going to be the fool. I can't hold no man down when he get locked up. Sorry. I ain't put you there. Mm. I ain't going to hold you down. Sorry. Because I just had this incident where somebody get mad because I opened up a letter. First of all, it's to the wrong address. Yeah, I know, first of all, I should not open it, but oh, well. They should have been sending it to the right address. Right. And you condoning this, well, you don't even know this person. 
and you writing him like you know him. Mm. I mean, come on now. First of all, what can he do for you when he get out? He's a felon. <laughs> He's a felon. What can he do for you? Seriously. Like, I don't feel sorry for him. I'm sorry, you know. Say whatever you want about me. I don't feel sorry because you put yourself there. You knew the consequences before you did all that, so. Exactly. And to me, it's like, what's going on with these women that want these men that can't do anything for them? Like, my thing is, you don't realize the self-worth that you possess, and you don't realize, and I'm just going to go here, you don't realize what you got between your legs. They shout out. So I'm gonna treat I mean, like, like I always door. say, like, how are you going to let the gays and the transgenders outdo y'all? Some of them treat it like a door. Like a 7-Eleven. Like a, <laughs> and a should, revolving door. Right, and it should be your slot machine. Boy, I mean, because if you're you going to be a hoe, get paid for it at least. Exactly. I mean, if somebody's going to give me that title, at least I'm going to be one paid one. I sure ain't going to be broke and ain't got no funds in my pocket. Yeah, I said this. He can't even. I said, you. He, wait a minute. This is, this is, this is going to be a crazy analogy. I said, you suck, and I'm just going to be explicit about it because you know this is a mature show. It's after 11. But you sucking all kind of cum out of his dick. But he can't, you suck, you sucking it out like it's a damn prepaid pump at, at British Papoleum. <laughs> but he can't even put $5 or give you $5 so you can pump some gas in your gas tank so you can get back to point A, get to point A to point B. I just don't get it. Yes, he can. He can fill her gas up. He can give her his $5 foot mom, you know, <laughs> knock her up with a baby that he's going to say and deny that it's not his and not going to take care of it and continue to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And what most of them fail to realize is that you will never be the main. You're going to always be the jump off. That's what mm-hmm. they fail to realize. Like, why, why, would you want the, why would you want that title of being come? Second or third mm-hmm. or fifth, I can't do that. If I'm not number one, then I can't do that. Exactly. And the only time I'm trying to come at number two is if it's your mama. Oh, come on. Now, but but I'm like you said, ain't none. They not going to shit. She talking about meeting mama. I said, honey, they don't even shit. You ain't gonna get past shit meeting their friends. Because all you are right. late night, like you said, late night jump off. They don't want nothing to do with you after they done got, they done beat and ski. Right. And they done, they done, and they done went on about their business. They ain't trying to introduce you, you to nobody. Right, you what they call a late night snack, honey. <laughs> when I get that craving, oh. you know, I'm going to call you up. Mm-hmm. And then when they I... leave, they're going to tell you that you don't call this number. Don't and it's exactly what they say. Don't call this number. How about I call you, but don't you call me? And then how did I have to call you private? Really? Mm. Like, I, like I'm stupid. Like I don't, like I don't catch on. Like I don't know what's going on. But this is what I'm saying. These are the things that 
these these women just they don't know. I mean they they I mean they they, know. they know they just put it in the back of their mind. They settle. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just I just I don't understand this. How how you gonna put a man before your family? I mean, and then right. you get like you said, you's like a revolving door. I said it's like the flavor of the week. You know, you don't know what what kind of flavor you get next. You got to be able to play the game, and if you can't play the game, then you gonna lose all the time. Hmm. When it comes to him, and like I said, we all we all know people that that are like this, like you know, and it's just it's just sad. Like you you know, it's just like you you just doing the same old same old, you know. It's just you never. They never learn. They never. Right? They never learn. And but this is you know as we're talking about it. But this is the thing too. They gonna always settle for them, and mm-hmm. that's just how it's gonna be. Exactly. They thinking I'm, that he's the best and and nothing else. Yeah. And you they, better not tell them different either. But not tell and if a lot of them had something going for themselves, they wouldn't even be thinking about him. Mm-hmm. If your head yeah, was on your shoulders right, you wouldn't even give him the time of the day. Right, but you want to get mad. You want to get mad at me because I'm the voice of reason, and I, you know I see this, and I'm trying to tell you that that you going down the path of destruction, but oh. you you can't tell them that. You can't tell them that because you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and they so educated and they so smart. Right. And they and they, they know it all. Can't, can't, and nobody can tell them anything. Like, seriously. Oh, honey, you can't tell them that because they, they are educated, though. They know everything <laughs> before you even say something. <laughs> oh, Lord, I tell you. I said, but how you gonna be with somebody else that's broke too? Like how you gonna y'all just sitting there looking at each other? Y'all both broke, just sitting at each other, just looking at each other, just dusty right. and all, and dusty is all get out, just sitting there looking at each other. Like you know, nobody has, neither one of you have um, a sense of direction, and you know, you both are in a rut. Like I'm gonna need somebody, well, honey, I'm gonna need both of y'all to come on up a little higher. But my mm-hmm. thing, is is there at least one one of y'all like between the two of you that that has something going on? Like, I mean, I, I just I just don't understand. And and it's, I I get on the man too because the man y'all ain't that near because how how you gonna set up for a woman that's living with her sixty year old mama with three kids? You coming over her house shacking up with a with her daughter? Like really? Is she in her thirties? Ooh. She's thirty four. Like how you how you shacking up at a, her mother's house? Well, how you no, that's not hot. Seriously, mm, mm, that's mm. not. But for right? me, and like you, I said, I, I'm gonna get on the men. Like people are talking about the women should want more from them. I'm gonna get on the men too, because first of all, you some type of dirty blankety blank too. Because why would you want to stick your thing up in something like that? Like why? Why would you want a woman like this? I'm gonna get on you, know, you too. So what? What do you see in yourself that feels like you have to settle for a female like that? Right. 
And then most of the time they settle for that dress because they don't know no better either. Mm-hmm. Then half of them ain't going to... Mm, shut up. I'm going to say that. Let me stop before I get ahead of myself because, you know, I'll be ready to go in. Yeah. And I, I hate, I hate to, you know, talk about people, but this is what really be bothering me and getting on my nerves. Like, and then what kills me on top of that is how you ain't had a job for two years, but someone like the unemployment office should give you some money. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the hell? <laughs> I don't know where you, with what world you live in, Ooh. but honey, you ain't had a job in what? And since I've known you, so I mean, or knew of you, because I'm not gonna say we like pals or anything like that. You know, I only associate with you because someone so associate with you. Because far as that goes, you wouldn't even be on my level because you couldn't even teach me nothing. I'm 26 and I could teach you more than you can teach me at 34. Uh, My mama do not go out and work hard at 60 years old to pay my bills, boo, and take care of my kids. Uh-uh. I work. But girl, my, thing is, my thing is, girl, how do you keep having children and you know you don't have a job to support them, these little rug rats running around here? I'm, you know, and the parents sometimes, too, you know, I understand them and your children or whatever, but y'all need to show some tough love, too. You can't live with me at 34 with three babies. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. I understand you just fell on hard times, but you ain't fell on no hard times. You ain't never had no hard times. Mm-hmm. You ain't never got and got nothing. You feeling like the state should give you something. Right. You waiting on, you waiting on your child support from your baby daddy. You shouldn't even get that. Your mother should get that because she's taking care of all y'all. And your kids don't even respect her. Like, really? Mm, mm, mm. Like, I'm telling you, I, I never seen I have never seen teenagers cuss more than adults. These these things cuss more than adults. No more worse than I do. Yeah. But that's why I said these kids wanna be grown, but they can't even they can't they don't even know the basics. They can't even Right. But I, I, I take mean, it I take it back mm-hmm. to the parents because it's your fault. I blame you every time. I blame you. Mm-hmm. Because the reason she going to grow up and not be nothing is because of you. She yeah. going to be a whore because you a whore. Mm. She going to have 12 kids and you got 12. <laughs> not 12. <laughs> Girl, but you know it's that's like, the truth, though. Let me tell you. Like these, some of these women, they they spit out kids like they like they breathe like they like ant like dogs. Yeah, like these for nine to five, honey. Pump me up. Well, maybe it's they nine to five because every child every child they spit out that means X amount of dollars a month per child. So that, that now what that means? What that means is your tax dollars. You gonna have to pay more on the tax to pay their hospital bill. Because her cheap-ass baby or her broke-ass baby or her no-job-having-ass baby or her low-bus drug dealer selling baby daddy ain't going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
I'm telling you. If that was a job, it'd be a lot of play bitches out here. I'm on side. Seriously. I'm telling you. Because it seems like a lot of them, the only thing they could do is push kids out, but can't do nothing else. Can't read, write, can't do nothing else, but we can push a baby out. And name it damn near whatever, Chewbacca, whatever. And you wonder why people go around mispronouncing these people's names, then they try to tell you something else, they be like, well, this ain't the way it's spelled. Like, really? Yeah, so we gotta, like I said, we got to get it together. And then you wonder why all these Lord. kids had a... You be wondering why they, you be wondering why you got J, James the second, James the third, James the fourth. Is that the only thing you can spell? Yeah. Like seriously, like we really do need to get it together. It's it's so sad, seriously. But and we I need say, to you know, out. And, and I'm telling you, and and these are the things that people think, but ain't but nobody's gonna address. No, they ain't gonna say nothing because they scared. But I shall sure speak my mind to Harvey. I don't care who get mad, whatever. Because if you get mad, then I must be here to uh, soft spot with you, boo, because I must be talking about you. Then that means you need to get up off your lazy ass and do something with yourself. Mm-hmm. I said, stop waiting for a man to do something for you, because nine times out of ten, they ain't going to do nothing for you. That's why he, he looking for for the next gig. He ain't trying to what? That's why he with you because he wants you to put some money in his pocket. Yeah, you right. Like, come on, man. I've seen this happen to too many people. Nah. And then call himself this is what cracks me up. Call himself going to be a drug dealer. You are all night of hours. The only thing you come back with is $20. Ooh. You low-budget-ass drug dealers kill me. If you're going to sell it, sell it, boo. I'm going to need you to be pushing. Hold up, DeAndre. We're going to go to, uh, uh, I think this is Michael that's calling in, and we're going to unmute Kane as well. Uh, Michael, is this you? Yes. Welcome back, Michael. We ain't heard from you in a month. We're going to unmute Kane. We're going to bring him back to the conversation. We've been talking to DeAndre about this. Oh, Lord, there's just been so much going on. Since um, just uh, the past month, but really we're just talking about personal responsibility, and we're just talking about society and how people always want to complain, but they don't want to get out and do what is necessary to change their condition. Uh huh. And I know you. We we've been talking about this, you know, and, it, oh, and, yeah. and you can, especially with relationships and stuff like that. It's just it's just crazy. Just crazy. You know what, but, guys? You know, I hate to cut. I hate to cut it. Do you have anything going on in entertainment that you want to talk about? Because I know I want to talk about that Chris Brown. Everybody talking about them, and then um, about American Idol. What do you feel about the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna thing? I said I'm gonna start off. With you my know what? Comments. We we did a show, you know, a long time ago about this, and you know, I what I said was, can you just leave them alone? Exactly. Can we do that? Can we just be like, we have better things to worry about in the world than what Chris Brown and Rihanna is doing? Seriously. Leave them the hell alone. And to I me, and I was watching um, on YouTube, and I, this, this is a um, guy on YouTube, I, I like to follow him. His name's Quadir. And my thing is, is like, he made a good point. I said, at the end of the day, Chris Brown and Rihanna, ain't, they don't have to justify themselves to anybody. 
They don't have to justify their relationship to anybody. I said, you know, there's people that go back. I mean, they're grown. Like, it's like there's no kids involved. And they everybody want to pick on Chris Brown, but there's people out here making crazy mistakes all the time. Nobody's messing with them. And just, I mean, my thing is just allow them to do them. That's 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 just my right. biggest thing if right there. If they need to leave them alone, because if they ain't chasing these baby daddies, ain't paying no child support, so find something else to do. Yeah, all these rappers and, and, and people out here and, and they ain't paying child support, but y'all want to and what's up with the ones that ain't paying their taxes? Like, we never talk about that, but we can talk about what Chris Brown and Rihanna is doing. Hmm. I think, and, and the other thing is, y'all want to talk about, I always want to put put on, like, well, you know, where, they're, where they have to be example for the young girls. I said, no, they don't. These are entertainers. Now, if you allow your child to follow these people as entertain, I mean, as as role models, then that's on you. Because right. first of all, it seems to me that the parents should be the ones that are the role models. That's how I feel about it. Well, like I know, like I said, Rihanna wants Chris Brown to be her cake sub. Clearly, she said in her birthday song, and Chris Brown want to lick it up. So you know what? Let them do what they do. They ground. They ain't hurt nobody. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you have to say? What's been going on in, on reality TV? I know we were talking about um, American Idol tonight, and I'm telling you, I'm all for some Jessica Sanchez and, that, and Joshua. I'm all for them. Exactly. I mean, tonight was a really good show. You know, someone was trying to, you know, channel that with me, but, you know, they didn't have it. But a lot of them did. A lot of them didn't, but, you know, some of them did. And they you know, had the whole, yeah, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige was coaching them tonight. And I guess they were doing, the guys were doing Stevie Wonder songs. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, the girls were doing uh, Whitney Houston songs. It's hard to do Whitney because if you ain't got a voice like hers, it's going to be hard. Right. Yeah, that's I true. I think a lot of them were set, uh, set up to fail, seriously. Yeah. And I think they're trying to weed the people out. They're trying to see, you know, be, if they have versatility in their voice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so what's been going on with reality TV? Like, what's really been going on? You know, reality TV. Survivor. You know, it's my, it's, it's my stuff. Hello. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Re- reality TV. You know, Basketball Wives just started. About a month ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's getting real heated already. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys know, Evelyn and Jen is not cool anymore, which mm. I would have never seen that coming. So I guess they never rehashed what they had going on over in, I don't know what different country they was in, but I guess they never rehashed mm-hmm. that. So they battling each other, so. This is a hot mess. Yeah. I, for what I heard, this season is definitely hot. You want to definitely be tuned in. What about Survivor? Survivor? Oh. Do you know anything about that, Kane? Because I, I, I catch that sometimes on – I catch it every once in a while. So what's going on with that this season? Do you know anything that's going on, what's uh, going on with that? It's the men against the women. They divided mm-hmm. the tribes – so women against men, and uh, uh, up until uh, 
recent episode, it was uh, the men were dominating, uh, but the the women won recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, things are looking like it's going to get start start getting kind of crazy. Wow. You know, Survivor is one of them, like one of those reality shows. That's one of the original, like you know what I'm saying. And I really haven't watched it in like so long. Like it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was it. It was interesting. Um, the the women were having problems starting their own fires, so they were going over to the men's tribe <laughs> and asking, "Hey, can we have a, an ember?" from your fire to start our own fire and the guys are like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, I'm going to cut this off because it's definitely a hot topic because, you know, I love me some DTV. But I have to scatter and hopefully we can do it and then show so where I can definitely be on longer. <laughs> okay, well, we we had a lot to get off your chest and I know we had, we had a lot to get caught up on and stuff like that, so I want to thank you for coming on, Miss DeAndre. You know, it's always a pleasure. All right, and we'll probably do another show on Monday or something like that. So. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, holla, guys. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right, Michael Snyder. Uh, so what's been going on with you? I, I know you've been, going, been doing a lot of running around lately, and, and I know you got a lot to report on tonight, too, because I know you, you have some um, – Firsthand um, news about what's about the um, tornadoes that hit southern Indiana and like the Kentucky region. So we yeah. definitely want to um, hear what you have to say. And also, me and Kane were online or were on talking um, earlier about the whole entire Rush Limbaugh situation where she called uh, the the Georgetown student Sandra Fluke. He um, he called her a slut and called her a prostitute because. She was in favor of um, contraceptive uh, drugs being, you know, um, offered on campuses and stuff of that nature. So we were talking about that earlier, and, and, and we had a pretty interesting uh, conversation about that. Okay. Uh, so I was wondering, do you have anything to add or anything to, to bring to the table on that? Well, first of all, sorry, I'm coming into the game a little late here. It took me a little while once I got off work. Um, as far as that goes, you know, if they're, you know, I figure what day and age are we living in? The majority of people that I would bet, I would bet you, the majority of people that are either high school, college, and even post-college that are more concerned about their career than they are trying to be in a position maybe to start a family, are using some form of birth control. I mean, it's just a fact in the United States. If they can get this through a drug plant, let them do it. Who cares? That's just hey, kind you of know, on it. I live in Anderson, Indiana, and uh, uh, the sad fact is that uh, – um, Teen pregnancy is uh, rampant. Yeah. Uh, you you go to a grocery store to buy uh-huh. uh, uh, a condom or whatever. You have to uh, go to the counter and ask someone to come out from that counter and uh, unlock uh, 
a glass case to uh, give you the, the 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 contraception that you're choosing. Okay. Um, it's 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 here in Anderson. It's very confused. I mean, um, well, even you go to the the high school prom, they have uh, daycare. It's oh. it's so so ridiculous. Well. I think I've mentioned this on this show before, but I'm familiar with Anderson, very familiar with it. And that does not surprise me. That does not surprise me. I mean, I'm a little shocked to hear that it's that way, but in all honesty, I'm not surprised given the town. That town is... Dare I use, and I don't know if this is even the right term for it, but I want to say ultra-conservative-minded. I don't know. Yeah, it's a very conservative society here, yes. You know, they're very, that's just how that town is. You know, and which that's a shame for people that are in that position that want those things when you could go to many different places and not have to go through that kind of a hassle. And that's really kind of disheartening to hear that, that, you know, it's because, you know, if anyone has ever had to buy a contraceptive or buy condoms, do you want somebody breathing down your neck when you're doing it? You just want to go there and, you know, and you can see people, if you even go to your local Walmart, you can see people that are doing it. It's like they run up to it and they get it and they throw it in their cart and they cover it with something else and they take off. You know, <laughs> I'm so helping God, I've seen it. And I just chuckle. I'm thinking, hey, buddy, you know, guy, girl, whatever the case is, you know, you're protecting yourself. There is nothing wrong with that. But, exactly. you know, don't be ashamed of the fact that you're protecting yourself. But still... I, you know, that that really saddens me to hear that, that they have to make them go through a public embarrassment to purchase those. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing that theft put, isn't that high in that department. Right. I, I want to kind of put this whole this, this whole uh, situation or story in perspective because I have a couple clips I want to play really quick, news clips, and then when we come back I really want to discuss, discuss that. Um, because this first clip, I just want to put the whole situation. This is a clip from Good Morning America where they kind of break down the situation. And then after that, I want to jump to another clip on where they said Rush Limbaugh has lost several sponsors now. And I want to kind of discuss that, like me and Kane were discussing earlier, how, you know, people make these statements. And we've discussed several times that people have went on rampages and said things, particularly on air, and they want to give these uh, fake and phony or, um, or these insincere um, apologies after they've been impacted financially. So I want to um, play these two clips, and I want to come back and talk about that from um, from a point of view of where people uh, really show their true colors, and then they, they backpedal on what they say. So we're going to be back. Um, after I play these couple clips, which are only probably like one's is like, like two and a half minutes and one is like a minute. So uh, we'll be back in a moment. Now to that huge firestorm developing after Rush Limbaugh's controversial comments on his radio show about a Georgetown student in the center of the battle over contraception and religious rights. 
ABC's Jake Tapper is here with this story. And Jake, this is really heating up. Good morning. Good morning, Robin. So much of politics is about framing. Is this a debate about contraception? Is it a debate about religious liberty? Or is it a debate about a talk radio giant insulting a third-year law student? For two days, Rush Limbaugh has eviscerated Sandra Fluke on the radio. What does it say about the college co-ed Susan Fluke, who goes before a congressional committee and essentially says that she must be paid to have sex? What does that make her? It makes her a slut, right? Makes her a prostitute. She wants to be paid to have sex. Fluke, a third-year law student at Georgetown, is now the flashpoint in a debate about whether employers should be required to fully cover contraception, even if they have religious objections. Fluke had been prevented from testifying by Republican Congressman Darrell Issa at this congressional hearing in mid-February. Two congresswomen even walked out of the hearing after only men testified. But last week, Fluke was back before Congress, this time speaking at an unofficial hearing held by Democrats. Without insurance coverage, contraception, as you know, can cost a woman over $3,000 during law school. For a lot of students who, like me, are on public interest scholarships, that's practically an entire summer's salary. Those comments set off the talk radio giant on Wednesday. She's having so much sex she can't afford the contraception. She wants you and me and the taxpayers to pay her to have sex. What does that make us? We're the pimps. And again on Thursday. If we're going to have to pay for this, then we want something in return, Ms. Fluke. And that would be the videos of all this sex posted online so we can see what we are getting for our money. Overnight, Fluke responded on MSNBC. I guess my reaction is what uh, the reaction that a lot of women have when they've been called these names. Initially, you're, you're stunned, but then very quickly you're outraged because this is historically the kind of language that is used to silence women. House Democrats are seizing on this issue, asking House Speaker John Boehner, a Republican, to condemn Limbaugh's remarks. Robin? All right, Jay, thanks very much. All right, and I have one more quick clip really quick. Let me play this if I can find it. Okay. I want to explain the uproar over derogatory remarks made by Rush Limbaugh about law student Sandra Fluke has escalated. AOL has joined with several other advertisers in pulling ads from the Rush Limbaugh show. Analysts say the move by advertisers comes as no surprise. Social media has emerged as an effective tool in expressing community views. These are, these are relatively considered decisions, but I think in an age of social media, it's sort of um, become accelerated. So, you know, as soon as someone is offended by something and they start some sort of online protest on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it is, because of social media, it snowballs a lot more quickly than it used to. AOL's decision to pull its ads came shortly after the radio talk show host said calling Fluke a slut and a prostitute was uncalled for and inappropriate. I do not think she is either of those two words. I did not think last week that she is either of those two words. The apology to her over the weekend was sincere.
The controversy began after Fluke testified to congressional Democrats in support of a requirement that health care companies provide coverage for contraception. Fluke spoke out again Monday, telling hosts of The View she feels Limbaugh isn't alone in his attack. It is really important for us all to understand that this was not one person who went crazy and made funny, outrageous statements. This is evidently a segment of our political commentators who think that it's acceptable in today's society to say these things about women. For now, Limbaugh has the support of Clear Channel's premier radio networks, which broadcasts his show. The company has declined to say how much revenue it stands to lose from advertiser defections. Warren Levinson, Associated Press, New York. All right, we're back. I just want to give the audience that or people that weren't familiar with the situation, you know, background on that um, entire debacle. So, uh, Michael, I know we got Kane's point of view earlier. What do you think about this entire situation? And what do you think about him now wanting to uh, apologize after several sponsors have pulled out? Uh, I think um, it's empty. It's clearly just, it seems to me like it's completely, I don't know, it's like, why do you, you know, I realize why he's apologizing because he is losing money and he is losing sponsors, but I don't see it as a genuine apology and I don't really think that anyone else does either. I think everyone. I also wanted to make a couple. I agree. I wanted to make a couple points too because um, I I listened to, I listened to, on YouTube, uh, uh, a news organization called the Young Turks, and they made a good uh, Shank Uger. He's he's the one of the correspondents on there. He made a good point to where um, you know just pointing out the hypocrisy of uh, of uh, Limbaugh and just how he can sit there and you know call her a slut and say that you know you know and and wants he wants to push that argument. Uh, of contraceptives on, you know, you know, saying to all the insurance payers, you know, insurance payers shouldn't have to pay for that. But yet, you, first of all, were addicted to prescription drugs. Uh huh. And then on top of that, you know, um, it's been well known that you've gone and traveled different places, and I know you picked up prostitutes and you used, from what I've heard, you know, um, on record, Viagra and different uh, things of that nature. So I'm wondering, you know, for you know your ex, your ex, you know, extracurricular activities, you know, insurance. I'm sure they're paying for that. Yeah. You know, so so why is it a double standard? Like women, okay, women can't get contraceptives, but you can use Viagra. I am. Or you can you can you can. Uh, Dabble with prescription drugs. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's the hypocrisy there is just like it's it's just amazing. Uh, well, let's let's bypass the whole uh, issue with uh, Rush Limbaugh's uh, drug addiction and let's talk about um, the issue that is more important: um, Indiana. Um, is uh you know uh, placing limits on um uh, 
Planned Parenthood mm. and whatnot. Um, what we are talking about with that is the issue with uh, women's um, health. And not just women, but men also. Exactly. Um, it's a health issue. I mean, well, again, I want to... Uh, looking at Indiana law and Indiana politics, they don't change anything here, and they refuse to upgrade or and they refuse to move into a modern society unless the federal government crams it down their throat. Well, again, I want to uh, uh, express how uh, important uh, issues uh, regarding Planned Parenthood and and contraceptives are. You know, you know we have uh, some people that want to start a family, but they can't start a family. Yeah. Now, because of economic issues, you know, maybe you're working at McDonald's, uh, uh, Walmart, or whatever. You just cannot afford a family, but you still want to have relations with your uh, your partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I and I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, but, hey, you know, politics, you know, I guess that's how they want to do it. Right. You know, and right. somehow they, I don't know. That, all I can say is it, it doesn't surprise me, but it's sad. It really is kind of sad that, you know, it's like, why do you have, why does it have to be a big deal? If the insurance companies are going to cover it or not, you know, I would think that the insurance company would probably, just the way I'm thinking here, and hey, I could be wrong, but I think if I was an insurance company, I would rather pay for the contraception than have to pay for uh, pregnancy care, screening tests, blood work, delivery, hospital. I'm pretty sure that that's going to add up to be more than the contraceptive is. Um, um, I I am a licensed insurance provider in Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana, and, um, yeah, that's not going to, that's not going to fly with, uh, insurance companies. Uh, What's not going to fly with them? Um, the bottom line with, uh, uh, Insurance companies, they want to uh, provide you with a, you know, insurance companies, they're making a bet. They're hedging their uh, financial uh, wager. Yeah, wager with uh, your life, your health, and whatnot. And um, pregnancy does not figure into that. So, from, so from your point of view, let me ask you this: so You just mentioned the fact that you are um, a licensed um, insurance agent. So, from your point of view, would it be more cost efficient for women to uh, to take preventive measures or use um, birth control methods, or would it be uh, more cost effective for them not to? 
it's more uh you can make more money if uh the woman has a child because then that would encourage people to take an insurance policy out on that child so you hmm. can... <coughs> okay so you're saying that this is a deeper issue like than 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 what's being presented on on the surface I'm sorry Hello? what were you saying do you feel that this is a deeper issue then than what how it appears on the surface? Oh yeah, of course it goes deeper, of course. Okay. So uh, again, it goes back to it basically being a financial investment. But you and I'm not trying to and I hate and I don't want to like try to do Republican bashing, but isn't that always? When we get down to it, that's the bottom line. It's not really about a morality issue. It's about profit. Really, I think that's not even really necessarily a, a Republican issue. That's a, that's a politics issue, period. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I, I don't know if that's a politics issue. I think it's just a, a basic issue with the human condition, uh, the human right. condition oftentimes is put down to the dollar. Uh, how much are you worth? Hmm. Well, because it seems to me from what, I, from what I'm hearing, what I'm understanding, if the insurance company can make more money because there's a child and then this is another person on the policy and then they're going to make money, if that's the case, and then that would explain why the insurance companies don't want to pay for the contraception, and then that would explain why the politics of it is so big, because probably the insurance companies are lobbying for the against it. Um, I think there's a difference between the politics and the economy of uh uh, the insurance companies, um, of course, the insurance companies have, and the medical business have, a huge lobby interest uh -huh. in uh, Washington. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's without saying, uh, you know, that's obvious. <clears throat> um. But, yeah, I think um, some of what you said is true, that uh, insurance companies, they want to protect their interests. Now, do you think that this is something that probably, given your point of view from what you're familiar with, do you think that this is something that's like behind the scenes work that I would say the general public doesn't know about? Ah, uh, I think the general public knows something about this. Let's not uh, assume that the general public is stupid. You know, people know uh, what's going on. Uh, uh, 
well, there is some ignorance, and by ignorance I mean not educated or not, uh, you know, don't know. Yeah, uh, ignorance know. doesn't mean stupidity. Yeah. I'm saying I'm 33 years old. I'm quite familiar, you know, college educated and quite familiar with how insurance policies work, but it never occurred to me that if they are in a position to gain money from possibly you having a child, it never thought occurred to me to make that connection. Well, yeah. I mean, and I didn't think about it. And then when you present this, I'm like, well, you know, I guess you got a point there. You really do. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. I mean, um, uh, and I'm a company has a vested interest in uh, selling more uh, policies. Yeah, but it's a connection I, as a member of the general public, wouldn't have made. I wouldn't have thought about it. Uh, and, and like you said, you got to think of it. Hey, this is a cor- this is the or- corporation. Like insurance, it, they're in the business of making money. It's not about. It's not even about necessarily even. Uh, I hate to say it's even helping people or uh, curing people from diseases. If, like like I've mentioned before, like if they can prolong an illness, but treat you for it, then that's what they're all about. I, I believe that. That's, I really feel that. And I'm sure you know? I'm sure you're probably right when it comes down to the bottom dollar of it. Well, the whole thing with uh, insurance, um, they in the insurance uh, company that I worked with, uh, they tried to uh, instill, oh, we're helping people. We're helping people, but at the same time, bring the money in. Help people, bring the money in. Help people, mm-hmm. bring the money in. Sure. Uh, where Where is the uh, the difference? How are you helping people and still bringing the money in? Right. Yeah. There's going to be a thin line in there at some point. Exactly. <clears throat> And, you know, personally, I have a pretty good insurance, you know, and and I'm speaking in terms of health insurance. I've got pretty good health insurance at my job. I can't complain about it. I really can't. And I, you know, being a single male, I certainly have no idea if contraception is covered under that policy. I have no clue. But, you know, again, it's it's not going to be something that I'm going to have to worry about, obviously, but... You know, it makes sense though what you're saying, and I'm just, I just wonder if I bet would be willing to bet that the majority of the general public has no idea of that connection between the ideologies. Wow. Oh, what about the uh, women that uh, you work with? Uh, well, is the uh, the I don't the know. issue as far as contraception. Um, Similar? Is it uh, equal with them as it is with you? Uh, Well, they are all, the women that I work, happen to work with, are all married and have their families established. And if they do use any contraception, we don't really talk about it. So I really don't have any information to go on with that. 
So I'm I'm at a loss for information on that part. Wow. Yeah. Um, let me uh, tell you a story about uh, myself and contraception. I went to the local Kroger store. Uh-huh. I was uh, going to meet with a woman, and uh, I wanted to buy some condoms. Okay. Um, I had to go up to the pharmacy window and ask someone from the, the, the pharmacy to come outside of the pharmacy and unlock a glass window to get condoms. And um, I think that is one of the contributing reasons for why there is so much teen pregnancy in Anderson. Um, it's it's uh, okay. difficult to get contraception. Yeah. Um, it's an embarrassment. Uh, if uh, men or women are really could... familiar with Anderson, Applewood stores and Kroger, and they're Kroger based, correct? Uh, it's a Payless. Uh, same hey, thing as Kroger. Okay, they're all kind of based together, then, right? Right. But okay, I thought they the, were, the, if I remembered correctly. Never mind about the store. The point is, I had to go up to a window and ask someone to come outside of the pharmacy and unlock a door mm-hmm. to give me. And what do you uh, think, in your opinion? And I'll see, I've got my own opinion on this, knowing Anderson, but I want to see you as actually living there. What, in your opinion, do you think is driving their reasoning behind that besides, you know, like I, like I said, I don't know if the right term is ultra-conservative, but what do you think is the reason behind that? Um well, it, it is a uh, conservative society here, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, but I think uh, mostly it is a uh, just a lack of education. Okay, and by um, a conservative and embarrassment. What's the biggest thing that you would attribute to being a conservative society there in Anderson? Um, it's. A traditional uh, American society. I don't. Uh, okay. Well, your 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 question is uh, difficult to answer. <laughs> it probably is. I'm sorry about that. I I, uh, I, I cannot say that. Anderson is I think probably just, the one town that I've been in. I've never seen so many churches until I've been to Anderson, Indiana. They got Anderson University, which is a religious college, correct? Hmm. And they have the national, or actually even the international Church of God headquarters, and Church of God is ultra conservative. Um, and just it is a big. Last time I knew it, or if it was super familiar with it, it's there. There are churches everywhere in that town, more so than the standard people. I've been all over the state of Indiana at one point or another. I've seen a lot of this state, and I've never seen such diehard issues as I have in when I went to Anderson. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, conservative uh, city. Um, that's not to say that there aren't uh, liberal uh, 
minded people, but because you'll find some a lot of liberal people, like very liberal people, are from Anderson too. There's there's some there's, it's, yeah. it's both extremes there. I've seen. Yeah, and I'm sure that there are. And I also happen to know that a lot of your town leaders and your town government are tied in all with these ultra conservative or far right or conservative churches that have a drive to that. I've noticed that about the community a lot. Even in their town government. At least that was my familiarity with it back in the day. That's been a few years back, but something I had noticed. Well, yeah, it's, but from what I'm here too, Anderson's also changing too. Well, I I'm sure they have. I know they've suffered a lot of economic downturn with the closing of uh, some of their big factories up there. Yeah, Chrysler moved out. And didn't Delco Remy move out as well? Mm. Did they close that up? A lot of uh, industry has moved out of Anderson. So mm-hmm. we have train tracks leading off to Chicago and Cleveland and other places that uh, uh, there's no traffic anymore on those uh, those train tracks. And used to be, if you come northbound on Scatterfield Road from the south end of town, you were going to hit railroad tracks out the Wazooka. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of Southern Indian, I really want to get on this topic before I want to kind of switch um, years here mm-hmm. about the entire uh, tornado relief, like the things that are going on with that and yes. um, um, and, and just the whole devastation that has struck that region. Like, um, I know you had some information you wanted to share or you, you wanted to talk about what you live in southern Indiana. Right. Which, for those of you who don't know, I do live in southern Indiana. However, I was fortunate and blessed enough to not be in that area that got struck. Um, oh, that's good to hear. I'm yeah, thankful. I was very fortunate to not be in that. However, a friend of mine works in that area and works in an emergency services-related field down there. And besides having the worst shift of her career, um one of the things that she told me was approximately 4 to 4 4:15 to 4:30 the day of the tornado outbreak she's driving to work down state road 129 southbound and when she got to about the junction of 129 and US 50 she seen strange stuff up in the air and she's looking around and she's thinking what in the world is all this and then she started driving, she's looking around on the ground, and it become clearly evident that she was seeing bits of insulation, pink and yellow insulation, falling out of the sky and starting to hang in the trees and on the ground in just random places. And she already knew what it was. It was actually fallout from the tornado that was going through 15 miles away. Wow. There were people who homes got struck, and she happened to actually knew this, know this one individual whose home was struck, and they found business cards from his residence in 
Cincinnati, Ohio, and Lima, Ohio. And for those of you who don't know, that's a heck of a distance. We're talking like a lot of miles. More than yeah, 20. That tornado, that the category was like category four? Like a category uh, four. I've heard two different classifications. One was an F4, and the other one was an F3. So, in which there were several of them that went through southern Indiana. But an F4, for those of you who don't know, which technically the Fujita scale of tornadic activity is usually classified by what's modern day called enhanced Fujita scale or the EF scale. And it goes from one to five. When you get to five, you're talking about absolute total devastation. You know, whatever it hits is totally destroyed. And that's like the most powerful ones you can get. This had one step down from it. So you're talking about some really some really powerful stuff here. So that's a couple of the things I wanted to talk about is just painting the picture of just her driving into work and her going, Oh God, what is this? And then it real the realization because she goes, Oh my God, that's fallout from a tornado. And just wow. what she was already going to go into. It was bad. Yeah, from what I hear, like I mean, uh, my friend J J R he uh, drives. I mean, he drives a lot of trucks and stuff like that. And just just from what you can see, because he heads like down. He travels south, you know, south. Mm-hmm. And he, he travels all over the Midwest and mm-hmm. seeing some of these cities. From what he's seen, it's it's. I mean, what the news paints, like it's hor- it's, it's worse than what you see on TV. Yes. And like right now, like there are cities like uh, oh, what's the name of the city? Marys was it Marysville or something like Maryville. that? And they were talking about how that city has literally been wiped off the map. Like there is nothing standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. from what I hear, you know that um, there were a lot of people that were there um, abandoned. There was a lot of people that just lost everything. Right. I'm personally, my familiarity is going to come from the area of Holton and uh, Henryville, were the two that were happen to be closest to me in my area. And down there, Holton is pretty much like flat. <laughs> yeah. And Henryville, a lot of it is also pretty well flat as well. I guess there's some things that survive, but pretty much everything is just. If it's standing, it's not in good shape at all. They definitely had a lot of it. Going into the actual uh, come down of the event, uh, a lot of the emergency service workers, you know, I know of state police officers that (laughs) work 20 and 21-hour shifts. You know, they were trying so hard to get out there to try and help people. You know, emergency service workers that were out on duty when things occurred, vehicles destroyed. Um, You know, there's a lot of, they're really, and at first, it kind of got a bad rap at first because the first thing that law enforcement and EMS wants to do is shut it down and not let anybody in or out of it. That's the first thing they want to do. And they were starting to get a bad rap of this about, 
eight to ten hours into it. And one of the things I don't think the public realize, that eight to ten hour time frame, it's not meant to be a pain in the butt. It's really meant to be what they're doing in that, those first few hours is search and rescue and recovery. They're looking for people that are trapped, and if they find people trapped, they're extricating them and removing deceased individuals. So, at the and to my knowledge, the first initial wave of it, there was 14 people killed. You know, initially they want to shut that down so they can do that because obviously. You don't want a whole bunch of people running around there if it's your grandmother that they're pulling out of the house dead. Nobody wants to see that. So So let me ask you this, Michael. Michael, I had a question. Um, So as far as you know, what is the total, well, as far as you know, what is the total death count that you've heard? I have not heard an up-to-date total, but I do know that there have been some deaths from injuries incurred to it since the tornado. I, I unfortunately I don't have that total number currently. Yeah, and I think, but you know what? I think they're still probably finding more people too. It wouldn't surprise me because you got to consider this is rural Southern Indiana, and things are really spread out. So, yeah. you know, just I know that initially there were 14 killed, and there was another handful of seriously and critically injured people. And I do know that there have been some deaths aside from that, but I unfortunately don't have the exact numbers. Wow. Um, other things now looking into the post-recovery uh, mm-hmm. through all this, they did activate the big, uh, what we would call in emergency services, the holy crap crew, the state EMA office and brought down command buses, trying to get people squared away and help people out with initial responses. Red Cross was called in. And do you want to talk about that as a separate topic? Because um, this may be a little bit. I'm going to get on a hell of a tirade with the Red Cross. Well, we got time, so go ahead. Okay. I will never donate to the Red Cross ever again. And the thing about this, we and, and it's sad because we, in the past, I believe we have kind of we have promoted, like promoted the Red Cross their efforts in the past. Yeah. When the Red Cross arrives on scene down here, and mind you, I was not I work in an emergency services related field, but I was not involved with that stuff down there. So I will tell you the information that's coming back to me is from other sources outside of. I did not witness it firsthand, but it wasn't just one source that told me this. It's been many people. And, and this is also it, information that you, we've seen on the news. Like, right. They only the Red certain. Cross would take – the Red Cross is down here, and here are a whole town full of people that have lost everything. They're standing out there cold. They are hungry. They are – you know, they've lost everything. And the Red Cross people, this is one good aspect. There were hundreds of people wanting to show up and do anything they could do to help. God bless you people for doing it, and God bless you for trying to help out your fellow man. The Red Cross would not accept anything but money. Exactly. 
They would not take blankets. They would not take food. They would not take bottled water or canned goods. They wouldn't take nothing but money. If you didn't have money to flash at them, they didn't want to talk to you. And then if you decided you wanted to volunteer and help out, you had to take a training class first on scene before you could go out to help. And, and, and my thing is, it's like at a time like that, who has time to? Exactly. I mean, time is of the essence. You, you, you know, and that's, that's ridiculous to me. Absolutely. You've got people standing here cold, hungry, maybe banged up, but not hurt bad enough to go to a hospital, just banged up, lost everything in the entire life, and they're sitting here, you know, even lost family members, and you can't let people go in and help them until they take a class? That I, I was absolutely floored. And then it's not one person that told me that. It's been more than one. And I'm sitting here shaking my head going, really? So after the initial search, rescue, and recovery is over, now people are then trying to get in there and start helping out. Well, the Red Cross has their official stuff, and the state emergency management has their official stuff. And finally, there were different, like, church organizations that said, you know what? We're going to set up over here. We've got hot food, and we got blankets, and we will warm people up. Bring them over to us. And God bless them for doing it. Because if you had to expect, and the Red Cross didn't hardly want to budge on a lot of stuff. Now, I'm sure they have their legal hoops that they have to jump through. But, and legal hoops, hey, it's got its place because this is a litigious society. But when somebody is standing over there, cold and hungry, what kind of class do you have to have to say, Here's a blanket and here's some hot food. Have a seat. Try and relax. Right. How much education does it take? And then, you know, and, and then, like, when we see disasters like this happen, like, you know, it, it, it always happens like this. But it seems like we're so quick to help other countries when they have disasters. But when we have things like this happen, it's just like we have to be put on the back burner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I would be curious to see if any of the tornadic activity made international headlines. I know Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina made international headlines. That, that, made, that was like on the coast. It seemed that made the United States look bad. But to me, mm-hmm. it's just like everybody want. We always want to rush to everyone else's aid, but nobody wants to help us out. Oh yeah, very true. But. Yeah, it just, it floored me. After hearing all this, I won't donate to the Red Cross anymore. If there is a situation and I can help out, I would rather give it to a church group or an organization that's going to take it into them down there themselves and actually do it for the people. Yeah. Now, post-recovery. This is another point, too, Michael, before you make the next one. Who's to say that money is actually going directly to help those people? Like you said, that money could be going to pay for people's um, people that's working, training, and all that stuff. When you can cut out all that, like and just you know, what I'm saying a lot of that money's not even probably going towards helping the people out directly. Right. Right. 
And I'm going to say this, too. I would not, if I, w- I said I would donate it to a church that's going to bust it down there, I would not donate it to a mega church either. I would give it to one of your community churches, like a church that's down there in the community that knows its people, knows its surroundings, and knows who needs it, and give it to them and let them take the food or the clothing or whatever they need to those people. Hey, Mike, we got somebody else online. Uh, We have um, caller 317-331. Do you have a comment or question, or are you just listening at this point? I'm just listening at this point. Okay. Well, we just we've been talking about a wide variety of um, things tonight. We're gonna get on another topic in a minute. But we were just talking about the hurricane, was the tornadoes that happened in southern Indiana, and we're just talking about how a lot of these organizations are more interested in taking your money instead of getting down there and helping people out. And also, uh, well, DeAndra was in here earlier. She was talking about, we were just talking about people, uh, just talking about a lot of the things going on in the black community with a lot of black women, how they want to settle for men that can't do not, do anything for them. And it's just like we were, we were just talking about that. And the next topic I want to get on, well, I also want to get your opinion on this if you want to say something. What do you think about, because I guess, like, a lot of people want to get get on women that are on contraceptives or like protecting themselves, but really, um, do you think that that's bad because they want to protect themselves and prevent pregnancy? And but they want to, you know, I don't know. What do you feel about that? I think they got a bad connection, but yeah. Uh, Sounds like a bad connection. Yeah, okay, but anyways, getting back to what you were saying. um, Um, Yeah, the post-recovery, things are starting to come together. Uh, People are starting to find their way out of the shelters and to more permanent housing, whether it be with friends and family or situations like that. Um, Mm -hmm. The biggest problem they're having now is looting what people have left looting that, and uh, a lot of, I have heard that there are a lot of people that are, you know, drug seekers, they're like, oh, hey, this home over here, nobody's in. What if they got anything left in their medicine cabinet? And you said there was a bunch of pill heads and a bunch of, like, just dope heads that was just going to people's houses and just... If they, they can get in there, that's what they're going to be at. Yes, they 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 not even interested in taking your TV or your your uh, VCR, well not VCR, DVD player or whatever. They want to take radio medicine cabinet and see what kind of drugs you got in there. Yeah, you know they're that's the main goal of the looting. I guess it's really kind of two different kinds of looting. You do have a lot of general thieves that are out there looking for. Hey, do they have any nice stuff left that we could steal? But you've also got your drug seekers that are in there looking for pills and any other drugs they could get. What? Wow. Yeah, so, you know, if you have a relative that's uh, post-surgical, you know, has had surgery of some kind and, you know, happen to have a bottle of painkillers for their surgery, you know, guess what? They think they've hit the jackpot. So you mean to tell me, so what kind of, 
pills that they're looking for. They're looking for more like painkillers. Or- well, the typical things that most of your pill heads are looking for are your painkillers, narcotic thing, narcotic-based painkillers. But they're also <laughs> looking for um, anti-anxiety medications or sleeping pills or like uh, Valiums, Clonopins, things like that. You know, anything that they can find that would give them that type of a high. They're looking for that kind of stuff. And if we have time, I would like to point out a few safety portions since we are getting into the tornado season. You know, okay. And I'm not going to get on the whole spiel of, you know, here's where you seek shelter in your home and all that. That information is readily accessible anywhere out there. And we've given and we've that, covered that before, too. Um, besides having a safety plan, here's something people haven't thought of. If you have important documents in your home, such as your birth certificate, your social security card, your checkbook, most people, like for example, your checkbook, yeah, you're going to use that to write your bills out and whatever, but your social security card and your birth certificate, even some people have passports. These are very important documents that have your personal identifying information in it. And we know what type of a society we're in with identity theft. You're getting into the storm season here in the spring. I, for example, keep mine. I am fortunate enough to have a basement. I don't keep them in a filing cabinet in my main floor of my home, you know, because obviously if you're thinking about this, if a tornado comes through and tears your house apart, guess what? They're going to get scattered in the wind. You don't right. know where they'll end up. They may not even end up in your town. They could get sucked up in the tornado and not fall out to the next state. So if you have your birth certificate and your uh, Social Security card, passports, people put them in a safer place. You know, I would suggest putting them in a quote-unquote tornado-safe place. You know, for example, you can go to Walmart and fairly cheaply can get a little bitty, a small personal lockbox. You know, put them in one of those and put them in some place that's halfway safe that it's not going to get blown to Timbuktu and back. You know, little things like that. Personal documents that have your social security card on them, say for insurance purposes or whatever, put them in a safe place. If you don't need them anymore, shred them. You know, don't just leave it laying around. Shred it. Destroy it. Because especially, and and, you know, and I'm not trying to get into this is a whole other topic because especially like you you mentioned with the the whole entire uh, situation with identity theft and you're dealing with a lot of illegal aliens that that are coming into the United States that are um where they seek after people's you know um social security numbers and different things of that nature and there's even some of them that have tried to use people that have passed away they try to use their social security Mm -hmm. and people get a hold to that information and all they need to do is just have that number and they can do anything. They can go and apply to just do right. all kind of things. You know, my personal documents, they're kept in a place where, you know, if this my home would get completely blown away, they're safe. 
Right. You know, keep them somewhere where they where it wouldn't get blown away. And I know that's probably something that a lot of people don't think about mm-hmm. because, you know, even if you just look at not even, you know, illegal aliens, but even just the general principle of identity theft and ruining your credit, you know, that's uh, big business out there. People do that. And people, right. I'll guarantee you, there's people out there that will probably look for those kinds of things in storm-ravaged areas. Mm-hmm. They will. Well, you know, they were saying on the news, like, there, there was a particular man. This was so sad. I seen a story where a guy said that he was in the process of moving to another location. I guess he was moving into another home, and he canceled his homeowner's insurance like a day or two before their tornado hit. Oh. So he couldn't get any. He was ineligible to get anything. You know, wow. he lost everything. And what put icing on the cake is like he they were saying how people were out there because they were trying to salvage up whatever they can get out of their yard you know um you know and you know just to see what they can save and they said they had people out there that were actually looting his yard like trying to instead of helping them trying to get stuff they were taking stuff from them oh i have no doubt that's the biggest thing they're still working on, and that's the biggest police issue right now is trying to control the looting situation. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, why, why, why doesn't the news cover all of that? You know, they cover everything, but they don't cover those basic points like that. And this is exactly, and I was talking to Michael earlier about that. I said, it, just, it seemed like when Katrina hit, they wanted to focus on that. They wanted to focus on all those people looting. And a lot of times when people was looting just to have food to eat, stuff like that, they put it in a negative light. But that is not really being discussed in the news. They, I've actually seen on a news, uh, a local news station where they said there has not been any looting uh, uh, reported. And I knew for a fact that was a lie because I've seen, like, they, like I said, I've seen a couple of days before that where they were saying people were out with guards trying to steal stuff. It's just to me. It just seems like everybody was trying to paint that situation like all the people that were victims there. They were trying to make them feel like they were stupid, or they were all thieves or low lives and stuff like that. But the news didn't paint. I don't know. It's just. It's just. It, that kind of bothered me. But it bothers. It bothers me that they cover everything else and don't cover that. I'm I'm curious if the news organizations, and I don't know, I I try not to pay a lot of attention to the news, but Mm -hmm. I'm curious if after all this has happened, are any of the news organizations down there to still see it? Right. Well, I know Fox Fox and Denied have done a lot. You know, they raised raised a half a million dollars, you know, uh, but... You know, the, the Red Cross received the money, so I don't know if the victims, you know, you know, received any of that, but they did. I doubt it. Were you just on when Michael was talking about how they weren't accepting nothing but money? Yeah. I, no, I was, I, I, I know that, no, I wasn't on that, you know, when he was saying that, but I was watching the news, and that's exactly what they were doing, just cash on them. Yeah, and the other thing is people that did show up to help out, that showed up and said, hey, 
you know, I may not have this or that, but I can help out. Where do you want the help at? They told him, great, glad to have you. Now go take an, a class first in this bus over here before you can help out. What? Yes. They were making people, before people could volunteer to help out, they had to take a little short course or class first. Who got time for that? Who has Who time, time for that? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I think they do. I, you know, we're so quick to help somebody else's state and so quick to go, but, but our own, it's sad. It's sad. It's mm. sad. We we do our, our – I mean, but like I said, like in a situation like that, who has time to take a course? Like, what what is there that you need to teach me? Like, but you I, know, I understand, that. I understand it. So, 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 what do they say? If you just go go over there and take a class, and you're sitting there watching somebody else do something, then you're gonna do it later, about four hours, five hours later. Well, exactly. I, so I was not told how long the course takes, and I was not told how long it takes to complete it. And I understand the whole concept of a litigious society and everybody being so happy. But when you got the people standing around there that are cold, wet, miserable, maybe lost loved ones and lost everything in their possessions and hungry, how much training does it take to carry them some food over there and put a blanket around them and say, here you go? Wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow. But that's why I said you got to be careful who you give your money to. Because like I was telling Michael, I said, who's to say that that money is even going directly to those people? Because, like like you said, they're probably spending so much money on this other crap to where you're – I mean, it's, it's just like, wow. Like, you don't know if your money is actually going to help these people out. It could be going towards that training, those people paying those people. And, and, and that's that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that point because when I saw it on the news uh, yesterday, I, well, day before yesterday when they were saying, you know, cash donations only, I'm like, okay, who is the cash going to, okay, and uh, why is it only cash donation only? Well, there were that. individual people going down there that maybe just, you know, they weren't in the area, but they lived close by and would go okay. to buy cases of bottled water and or buy canned good foods, and they were taking it down there going, hey, who can we give this to so they can feed the people and stuff? And they're like, I'm sorry, we can't take that. Huh? Yes, yes, trying to give those things to the Red Cross, and they wouldn't take it. Sorry, we can only take money. We can't take food, clothing, none of that. Water. So the thing is, like, what, what, what danger is it for you to give, like, somebody, like, Bottle of water or canned food. It's not like somebody's cooking something, you know. Which you, you know, what I'm saying you may not know anything about. But I'm well, gonna I'm, I'm cook. I'm gonna cook a pot of greens or a pot of beans <laughs> and just give it to them. Come on now. <laughs> you know, those, yeah, here's some a beans. lot of churches we're beans. doing. Oh, we can't take these uh, hog malls because you know. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what a lot of people are doing. Come on now, bottle of water, bottle of water. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm you know, I'm cooking neck bones. Here's a bottle of neck bones. Can you take this? You know? <laughs> I see the difference. Come up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about sick. I'm sick. I'm sick of Honey, these people. That's that that's a mess though. That is a mess. That's, that's a hot mess. Hot mess dot org, I'm telling you. There you go. Dot com. Yeah. Hot mess dot com. 
that's what a lot of churches ended up doing. A lot of churches ended up making like gallons of food and actually going down as far as they could get into it and setting up stuff and saying, here you go, come get you something to eat. You know? Okay, did they allow that? Did they allow that? Well, as long as they were doing it of their own stuff and in a area that was not in the middle of basically in everybody's way of trying to do search, rescue, and recovery, they could do that. But they couldn't donate it to the Red Cross and expect the Red Cross to disseminate it. So basically, the only things that they could do with that was they had to do it on their own. Crazy. I, yeah, I'm they were going down there. You know, there were, and I, I only happen to know a lot of individual people caught on that some of the churches were doing this. So they started giving their food donations to the church, and then the church was turning around and setting up shop right there in the, as close as they could get, and then they're handing it out to the people that. And trust me, if you've ever been on a disaster scene, you can well, spot real quick the people that are needing it. <laughs> Well, well, let me let me let me ask let me tell, let me ask you guys this: How long did it take them to get down there to those people? How long did it take the Red Cross? Well, I don't after, know about after? the Red Cross's response time, but I will say <laughs> that emergency emergency operation centers were set up probably within an hour after the tornado going through, and trying oh. to put their emergency plans in place and try to set up a way to organize things. They were doing pretty good on that part, but yeah. still, you know, if you got like eight, like if you got three thousand people in a rural setting that are out of that just got wiped off the planet, and you're trying to figure out how to correlate all this, you don't have enough food set up right there to feed them all. I can guarantee you that. So, so what was you saying, Colin? I was saying, you know, uh, um, it seemed to me as the Red Cross just got involved. To me, you know, like a couple of days ago. Yeah, they, they come in late in the game. But I think yeah. it was, now don't quote me on it. I don't know the exact time, but I'm wanting to say it was the next day or else okay. very late night. Okay, because, oh, okay, if it was the next day, because, you know, when Katrina happened, you know what I'm saying, they was, everybody was so adamant about, boom, 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 we're going to get there, we're going to do this. But, you know, in our own home, you know, where, where's. I just don't understand it. Right. I don't understand it. Were they asking? Let me ask you this: Were they asking for cash donations only for Katrina? You I have that? no idea back then. I, you know, I, I, I can, I can remember, and no, they didn't. Yeah, that's sad. But my thing is, this is my thing is like, and you know, and the reason why I bring up Katrina, I think, because a, a tragedy like that, we should have learned as a nation. We should have. We should have took, taken some lessons from that um, catastrophe, and we should have had more. I think this should have been held at a standard nationally. Like, this should have taught us nationally how to deal with natural disasters like this. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and to me, I don't think, I don't see much improvement. I know. Well, I can tell I'm you sorry. from working in an emergency services field that after Hurricane Katrina, the system of they were much bigger on having each individual county at least in indiana having its own emergency operations center 
dumping money into this to get people trained so they could set up things and make quicker responses. Mm-hmm. But still, even if you've got the best center in the world, it is just total flipping chaos when it breaks loose. And it's going to take you a few hours to get it pulled together. But the Red Cross, I can tell you this much, and I cannot tell you the source that told me this, but they didn't just up and say, hey, we're coming over. They had to be called. Wow. They didn't just pick up and say, hey, we're on our way. Where do you want us? Oh, no, 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 no. They had to be called. Can you come help? I find that ironic because as much as the Red Cross said, oh, we're there, we're doing this, we're doing that. Who is doing this? Who who is heading off the Red Cross? I don't know. And see, these are the questions that we need to be knowing and asking if we if you're gonna donate money to that we need to know this information. Well my is and I don't know for a fact, but just knowing how a lot of this stuff works and I gotta say, don't quote me, I don't know for a fact. But if you're out there, let's say that people gave Let's just say they made $20,000 of people coming down there and giving them, here's money, get this, get the, stuff to pe- get the people the stuff they need. Okay, you give them this money. Well, they're going to pay, they're probably going to use some of that money to pay for supplies that they need while they're down there and to do this and do that and carry out their operations for however they do. They're probably using some of that. But let's say after those three or four or five days that they're down there, Let's say they got ten grand left, and I'm totally just ballparking these numbers. Where does that money go? Is it going back into the Red Cross fund? Is it going back into the next disaster? I'm sure then people down there could still use that money. Right. Mm -mm. But yeah, well, we're gonna definitely continue to follow this story. Like we're gonna come back with an update. On Monday, because I this I think that this is going to be something that's going to definitely, I think it's going to be more twists and twists and turns in this whole entire situation. And also from what I've seen, I, I, the governor just just telling by the way he's act, you know, his reaction on TV. It's just yeah, I don't know. I don't think yeah. Yeah, just Mitch Daniels had said you could tell kind of by the look on his face the way he said it. We'll certainly use this as a learning experience. Now, working behind the scenes in the line of work that I do, I know that that is political speak for I'm not happy with how this is going, and there's going to be some big damn changes. Of course, tell that to the people that are suffering from the fallout of the incident currently. Hmm. You still there, Carla? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I want to jump into this real quick, and I'm going to probably continue this on the next show. I'm going to do this, and then we're going to close out the show tonight. Um, Indianapolis had, and I know you probably heard of it, uh, Miss you from Indianapolis. Last night there was um, a meeting at a, a well-renowned church here in the Indianapolis area called Light of the World um, Christian Church. And the movement that was taking place last night, they had a um, – it was called Indie Can. And um I, and have you heard of that, Carla? Yes. Yeah, what 
Well, I'm going to give you guys the background information. I'm going to tell you what happened last night. It was, it was a good movement. It was a good thing that came together, but there was also some drama that happened last night, too, and we're going to get to that. But um, I, I have I had a chance to get one of the programs that were available there, and this and they gave you a they gave you a background uh, some background information about Indycan. So um, pretty much according to this program, um, the Indianapolis Congregation Action Network Indycan develops leadership of people of faith that at the grassroots level to achieve powerful positive change, bringing people together across racial, economic, and religious lines. <clears throat> Indican is a co- constant communication with the terms of thousands of people across Marion County through over 20-member um, congregations. Indican leaders connect community organizations with civic and political leaders to build relationships um, identify common concerns and find solutions and take action to improve the quality of life and expand opportunity for all indie families, especially the most vulnerable. So pretty much this is a, a new organization that pretty much targets the the issues of um, um, joblessness, people trying to find employment, um, convicted felons that are trying to reenter society, um, also, there were a lot of people just from different walks of life, just pretty much uh, making sure that this current mayor that we have, which I just, to me, is ridiculous how people just let him get back in office, but I'm not going to get on that. But just trying to let him know this is what we want as a community. And it, to me, there were at least, they were talking about there was only 1,000. I know there was about a couple thousand people there because the sanctuary was full. So you got a couple of thousand people that are coming out and voicing their concerns, and these just include politicians too. But the mayor comes there, acts like he doesn't want to address the people, and he doesn't want to talk to people. How much more disrespect can you get? And to me, it ain't it ain't that's the point now where you just ignoring blacks, but you ignoring Latinos. Uh, even white that are coming out. Everybody's come together, and you mean to tell me that this this is not a cause that you want to address? Now, one of the things you and I had talked about about this was he was there, he showed up, but he didn't even speak. He appointed somebody <clears throat> else to speak for him. Yeah, some uncle. Yeah, I ain't gonna call no uncle. I'm not gonna call nobody no uncle Tom, but I just did, and he just pretty much got up there talking about. The so-called accomplishments of Ballard talking about I've given free meals to the community. I've given free lunch during the summer to children. I've given some chump change to help out with women and minority businesses. Now, first of all, what is that? What, what the hell is a free meal going to do when when I need a job? Yeah. We, we are looking for jobs. We're not looking for no free meal. We ain't looking for no. So I guess you could, you could put a plate of chicken and some hog mogs, some greens in front of me, and, and you think that that's gonna make me, that's gonna pay my bills, that's gonna that's gonna help my family out. So what you gonna do after that free meal's up? And I mean, and you talking about kids? I mean, okay, it's good you helping the kids out, but what about the parents that uh, have? 
are qualified and they can't get a job because they've made a mistake in the past or even people that have jobs. I mean, they don't have a background, criminal background. They still can't get jobs or affordable education. Uh, just just all kind of things that were discussed last night, and he did not want to respond. Mm. And to me, I just think that's just it's just disgusting. There, there were some testimonies there. Uh, I'm looking at this uh, program. Let's see. Um, they were just talking about jobs in the future and regional transit. They were talking about that. Um, stories from the community. They were talking about a woman that was talking about how she, um, her house and everything was in foreclosure, and she messed, you know, she made a mistake and had to do some jail time, and she couldn't even come out and support her family. And she was qualified, and she was, you know, had years of experience in corporate America, and she couldn't get another chance. Um, they were talking about how um, uh, uh, a guy by the name of Fernando Sandoval uh, from St. Gabriel Catholic Church is talking about how his family is being harassed and how he's seen a lot of people in the Latino community that have been taken advantage of. And a lot of police know that some of these people are, are undocumented, so they take advantage of them. They steal their money. You know, they shoot up their houses, all kind of stuff. And and this lady, she was talking about how she's homeless now because uh, I forgot what happened, but yeah, she lost her job and she can't find another one. And it, and and you know how she said when she was in the corporate world, if you are past a certain age or you have a felony, oh, uh, we'll take your job application, but they throw it away as soon as you leave. So it, it was just all these issues and talking about you know uh, jobs and not being. Well, companies are, you know, people are being brought here, but they're not making any commitments to bring jobs here with them. And it's, it was oh, just a lot of stuff. What was, was the purpose? What was the purpose of that meeting last night? That that would be my question. That, you know, what was I'm, the trying to, I'm trying to figure that out too, because like, okay, it's it's good for people you know, to come together and talk about these issues, but what's being done? And and all they were doing is collecting money. So I want to know where this money's going to go towards. And I'm going to tell you, when they said Greg Ballard wasn't on top board, them people were going off. And then they had the nerve after that to ask for an offer and a pledge. I said, so, you know, we we back at square one. It, to me, no, and I hope, was, and, 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 and let me say this before, I'm going to let y'all comment, but I hope this is not another organization that's trying to take advantage of people at a time like this. Because that would be devastating. I mean, I'm not hoping. I'm hoping that this is a legitimate organization, and I'm hoping they're not trying to take advantage of people because they're looking for solutions. Hmm. So, so what were you about to say? Um, I was just I, I, this organization. Um, I, I I think the leader of this organization is it Al Sharpton or something. Yeah, they they were talking about. Um, I guess was this part of national affiliate of the Pico National Network? So I'm guessing that that that's his network or something like that. I don't know. So I don't know Pico or whatever you call it. Okay. So my my thing is, you know, they wouldn't have allowed them, the the uh, mayor to speak. I, I I can attest to 
that because they knew it was going to be drama like that. You yeah. know, but my thing is, you know, if you're going to have that type of meeting, why have it in the church? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Have it somewhere else. That's true. Because trust me, you know, if, if it was somewhere else, I would let them have it. Mm-hmm. You know, because, and my, you know, my, my thing is, I'm going to try to, you know, they, they tried to have it in a church setting because because they want drama like that. They feel like, okay, if we're in a church, they're not going to act like that. Honey. Please. Hmm. See, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that too. They're starting to have more stuff like that in, in church settings. You know, these people aren't gonna act up in church. You know, now they don't like here no more. There's no respect for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's crazy. But well, like I said, I'm gonna try to, and I'm gonna try to work on if I can to get somebody from this organization to come on the show. Explain what they're trying to do because I don't want to lead people into thinking negative or lead them in a, in a in a messed up way. So I want to get somebody to come on here and talk about it. So I'm gonna be working on that in the next couple of weeks because I think they they have some meetings coming up and there's a lot of stuff that's going on in Indianapolis and it's like this. I'm not gonna be sitting up here <clears throat> wasting my time. Uh, Involving myself in an organization that's not doing anything, and I'm not saying they're not going to do anything. But from what I've seen last night, I mean, it was good that everybody came together and they had their little different church areas and roll call and whatever. But to me, if this is just another organization where y'all come together just to take money and, and, and y'all having a bunch of rhetoric and a lot of talk, but y'all not doing anything to back it back that talk up. I, I want nothing to do with it, and I will call you out. I'm just going to call you out because at this point, people don't have a lot of money and resources to be wasted. And I'm just going to keep it real. A lot of, actually, I, I, enough these money, it's bad enough a lot of these churches are trying to steal people's money, not steal them, but take people's money, and ain't doing nothing for them. We don't need anybody else coming in and doing that. Boy, that's another topic for your next show. Oh, Lord. Yep. I'm going to get on these charts, too. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's um, like I said earlier, you know, even in this tornado relief, you know, I'd donate to one of the churches that are down there giving it directly to the people. I would never give it to one of those mega churches. Never. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you this. You can't can't even trust some of the smaller churches either. True, but I'd at least rather I'd feel more comfortable with it with the ones that I know that are out there, like that I can see them out there. Oh, out that you can see, right? Oh, okay. That you okay. can see them out there, given to the people that need it. Mm-hmm. You look up that building; their, their building is paid off. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Ooh, y'all just threw that building up and it's paid off." And yeah, I, I, I just hear what I'm telling you. I just don't believe. I just I don't know. Sometimes I just think these churches is hustling, and, and I would be surprised they probably got some illegal activity going on, bringing all this money in. Oh, it's surprised me. I mean, because how is it? That, I'm telling you, there's some people that are still trying to pay off one church building. Y'all sitting up here throwing up building after building after building, and I'm trying to say, and I know it ain't just by ties alone. Mhm. And I know sometimes I tend to get a little bit. Is seemingly negative on churches, 
and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good ones out there, and there's a lot of good ones that have the people's interest at heart and trying to lead people in the right direction. And I know sometimes I tend to come across as very anti-church, and it's not that I'm anti-church. I'm just against a lot of the dogma and the money issue that exactly. drives some of them so furiously. I understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand. And he's mm-hmm. speaking the truth. You ain't doing nothing speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I just wanted to thank you guys for coming on. We're going to get off here. The hour is late, and he just went over the show. But I wish, we'll call, I wish you were here earlier when uh, Miss DeAndre was here going off about. Ooh. I said, I know you would have had plenty to say, but yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. We have had some good callers in tonight. We've had several callers tonight. Like I said, we took a little break for no um, um, last month. But, you know, like sometimes you just need to take a break and, you know, you kind of lose focus, but you just, you know, and, you know, but like I said, we we about to get back on um, on the grind. You know, it's starting to warm up now. It's a lot more coming up. And we're going to have a lot more shows. And like I said, we're going to be, like I said, this upcoming season, we're going to be, we're going to be holding people accountable. Um, like you said, we're going to be holding these churches accountable. Uh, we're going to start holding the community accountable, and we're going to start holding ourselves accountable because there's a lot of things that we can be doing um, instead of pointing the finger all the time. And like DeAndre said was earlier, I said, you know what? You know, like I said, we talk about everybody else on the show. I said, I'm going to talk about my own, too. I'm talking about my own kind. I'm talking about everybody else. I'm talking about ass too. I said, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, we we have to kind of like learn how to conduct ourselves and take care of business. And, you know, when I say, you know, I didn't get into it, but, you know, it's just everybody needs to take account, accountability. And that's what we're going to be more about now on this show. We're going to talk about how everybody needs to take responsibility. And quit pointing the finger. So, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add before we get off here? or I think that's all about all I know. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next Monday. Uh, we're going to be starting. I'm hoping we can start. Uh, I'm going to start next Monday. I'm hoping a little earlier at 9 so we can get off air by 11, you know, get off a little earlier and stuff like that. So um, until then, we will talk to you next week. All right.